going on, guys, and welcome back to a Dose of Magic podcast, the podcast where we're talking about all things Walt Disney World Resort. I'm Ryan. And I'm Brett. And we are back for a very fun episode, one of our favorites that we have done. This is a superlative episode of one of your favorite parks. Brett, why don't you tell everyone which park we're talking about? We are doing Epcot today. In the past few, we've done Hollywood Studios and Magic Kingdom which leaves mm-hmm. Epcot and Animal Kingdom. So Animal Kingdom will be a future episode, so be sure to look forward to that. But today we are going to tackle Epcot with some superlatives. Um, if you're a new listener, welcome. Superlatives is where we basically assign categories like most likely to be the best ride or most likely to be the best upcoming ride or most likely to break down. Things like that, that's a superlative um, mm-hmm. that we apply to all the attractions, restaurants, venues, whatever it is within a Disney park. Um, like I said, we have two previous episodes, so feel free to go listen to those. But if not, welcome to the Epcot superlatives. We do have some new superlatives from our last one. So if you are a longtime listener, you will hear some new categories as well. Absolutely. But before that kicks off, Brett, what's new in your world? What's new? What's new? Um, weather's nice. Weather's beautiful. We just mm-hmm. talked about that before we started. Um, so no complaints there. Work is going overall, healthy, kicking, good, uh, just doing good. See you in a few days. We see actually most of the family in a few days for a family wedding, so we looking forward to that. Yep, so, other than that, our feet off exactly. Other than that, doing very well. How are you? I am doing very well as well. I've had some car trouble over the last week or so. We had a broken windshield from a rock that came from a big truck in front of us. And then we also it had spider a, web. A comp- <laughs> yeah, it didn't spider web. It just hit like us. It hit us, and then a small like three inch crack happened. And then over the course of like three days, it just got bigger and bigger until it was about like seven or eight inches. And oh. it got to the point of where like we we had to change it. We couldn't go. We yeah. couldn't avoid it. And then this morning, I went to go to work, and my car battery was dead. So completely dead, not even jumpable. So I had AAA come, give me a new battery, you know, the whole deal. So that was fun. But on a personal note also, I have been reading a lot. So that was a a New Year's resolution of mine. I don't know if I had said that on a previous episode, but my goal is to do at least one book a month. And so I've been trying to uh, power through some books. So that's been a little personal goal of mine of late so i've been enjoying that so that's a little bit into ryan's world before we get going with very nice i haven't read a book in years and i don't want to admit that but here we are (laughs) Um. i was similar (laughs) and i was like you know what this year i really could probably start doing it and just try to get involved with the uh i guess escapism of it all yeah interesting i'm glad i'm glad you're doing it i'm glad you're on a few books proud of you yeah it feels like a healthy habit right very good. Um, let's jump into it. Let's. Uh, oh, actually, I think we said a few episodes back that we are going to be doing a daily topic of we're all a little mad. <laughs> yes, and, I'm so glad you remembered this. And we haven't done it since, but um, luckily for us, some stuff has occurred in these areas of Disney that we can uh, talk about a little bit of some mad guests that we've had. So, <laughs> do you want to exactly. take it? Yeah, so as Brett mentioned, we are going to be kicking off this episode with one topic that we like to call, We're All Mad Here, and this is where we talk about crazy guests within the park. 
Our first story jumps actually over to Disneyland, which kind of breaks our rule of talking about all things Walt Disney World, but that's okay for this example, because over in Disneyland, while guests were riding on Big Thunder Mountain over there, one guest literally dropped his phone, I guess he was recording, or or somehow it came out of his cart, and as they were going up the chain, he literally got out of the ride got out of the cart going up the chain to go get his phone. And I guess others had seen it and were witnesses and kind of reported it. That cannot happen. And I want to make like that very That's like a huge... <laughs> That's so unsafe. So, like... I'm seeing here it's on TikTok. So, as they were going up the second hill on Big Thunder Mountain... The a guest got out of the moving vehicle and ran down the hill in order to try to find his phone. <laughs> Brett, have you ever has it ever crossed your mind to get out of a moving roller coaster, even if it's going up a chain? You know it's going to fly by eventually. Right, you're not going to catch it. That's the thing. So like, yeah, like he's going to. How do you even know where there. that phone went? You you might know the general location, but you're going to sit there and like look for it, and maybe it bounced and fell into like a crack. And all of a sudden, you have tr- trains of this ride going. And Big Thunder Mountain has two trains. Yeah. So, <laughs> you're, you're dodging roller coasters, p- potentially. I mean, the risk here is awful. So that is a I mean, all you have to do is story. wait the extra minute and a half to tell a cast member, hey, going up the second chain, I dropped my phone. Exactly. Just wait till you get back and be like, hey, 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 do you mind just stopping the ride real quick? I dropped my phone over there. You know, and then they'll pause. They'll they'll wait, and somebody of safety maybe will go out there. Grab it. Yeah. yeah, they'll do it when it's a safer condition than you getting out of the ride vehicle. Which, speaking from personal experience, Big Thunder Mountain is probably the only ride that you can do this on, <laughs> due to the fact that their lap bars are just so loose. Yeah, they, they are, are just, not secure. They are they, not secure. They push at them all. down, and they kind of give you the honor system of pushing it down tight enough. <laughs> But as Brett and I have experienced in the past, you can kind of lie a little bit and get a little wiggle room out of there in order to move around a bit within the cart. And so this guy must have not been tight enough because to jump that out. Is... And like like Brett said, like I mean, don't be a hero. Just wait an extra minute and a half and get out. Holy yeah. moly. What's up with people leaving ride vehicles? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Just... between the Epcot girl with the cucumber and now this. Yeah. Gosh. Here's another one for you. What do you think about this? There was a literal fist fight outside of Raglan Road in Disney Springs, <laughs> and this was also caught on camera. And guess who it was between? Not two This guests. one was bad, actually. This was between a guest and cast members. <laughs> now that is... I don't know what's worse, like two guests fighting, which is obviously a no-no, but we've seen it before <laughs> on this segment, or a literal cast member fighting with a guest. And they were like throwing guest. fists. Like yeah, both they, parties they were like here. tackling and like rolling on the ground and like smashing heads almost. Yeah, it was this one was bad. This video really, was Really, like... really bad. And like, again, what? And both sides here too. What could have been so bad at Raglan Road, which is an Irish pub, that like someone felt the need to just absolutely throw fists? 
Right. And even if you are a drunk, right? Let's say you're at the Irish pub, you've been drinking a ton, and you start getting mouthy, I don't know, to a server for whatever reason. Right. What would, one, bring you to make you <sighs> mad enough to throw a fist, and two, as a server, would make you mad enough to fight back, knowing that so many eyes are on you and your job is at stake. Yeah. And like in the video, you can literally see like other like employees and like security like arriving and like I guess not anticipating to see like a whole employee involved because like as soon as they realize like it's an employee who's in like a headlock or headlocking somebody, they're like so confused. <laughs> it's just so. Yeah. It's, it's unbelievable. So. Thank you to these people for adding to our segment of we're all mad here. But as we have said, after every one of these stories, just don't do this. Don't do this at Disney World. It's just the happiest place on earth. There's no need to fist fight. No, I don't. But if you want that. to make sure it's on camera and a headline so that we can add it to our segment. Yes. And if anybody records it, send it to a dose of magic podcast on Instagram <laughs> where we can review and analyze it firsthand. It is just brutal. So, Those fights are nuts. Do so we have um, seen it. Do we have punishments for the guy who left the moving bride vehicle? Or do we, we need don't. to go to Judge Brett again? I think, Brett, you're going to need to uh, judge both of these cases because I don't see any punishments for either. Sure. Um, so if so, somebody's getting off Big Thunder Mountain, what's your punishment? Um, immediate ban for the at least the day. Right, for the day, um, I'll actually say a six-month ban. That's it. No fines, nothing else. But you endanger not only yourself, but you endanger other ride vehicles. You endanger the attraction. Mm -hmm. So six-month ban from all Disney property and parks for leaving a ride vehicle. <laughs> so here is a part of the article. Depending on the scenario, guests can be removed from the park and even receive a lifetime ban for breaking ah. the rule of getting off of a ride vehicle. See, so there Judge you Brett's know, a, little a little easier lenient. here. Yeah, yeah, I'm a little lenient when it comes to it. Um, but fighting at Disney Springs, I will have no tolerance for that here. Um, so that is an immediate, obviously, removal from property, as well as a $5,000 fine for <laughs> um, public endangerment. I love the uh, monetary, the monetary yeah. fine. Yeah, this article did not mention. It says it's unclear what repercussions the pair face. But if I had to guess, I and would also guess I will say some assault lawsuits in there. A meet, well, yeah, but here's the thing: because both punch parties a in the face, you just can't. But as soon as the server punches back, then I feel like assault goes out the window because now it's retaliation, and both parties are just <laughs> equally guilty. Um, so that's an immediate um, firing, obviously. Yep, that's an agreement. And then um, if the other party involved would like to press charges, I will happily grant those um, or at least bring them forward to the court. So we'll, we'll see. <laughs> to the uh, Adosa but, Magic Courthouse. Correct. But, I, I uh, don't believe that self-defense and fist fighting is in the Disney training that cast members <laughs> receive. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and say that's an immediate fire offense as well. Agreed. But without further ado, let's jump into some per some superlatives, a little tongue twister there. Mm -hmm. um, again, we are doing Epcot today. Um, so Ryan, I'll start down. I'll start. Mm -hmm. Which ride is most likely to break down most frequently? 
most mm. frequently to break down? The most frequent ride or attraction to break down in Epcot? I have two answers. One is my obvious answer because I've experienced this most on my visits, and this is Test Track. That's obvious. (laughs) I think Test Track, for whatever reason, has the most technical problems. I guess because it's one of the most technically advanced rides with all the stop and starts and all the automation on the track. But maybe give it a refurbishment and just make sure it's good to go because I feel like and I'm making the stat up, but five days out of the seven, that ride is down at some point during the day. I mean, that ride just can't yeah. stay open to save its life. <clears throat> so that one is a tough one. But my second answer was, for some odd reason, I also feel like Soren is always down, but not because of like mechanical things. I feel I feel like the past visits, we've been like trying to go to Soren and look at the app, and I'd be like, oh yeah, Soren's not open. And then we'll like walk up or, or be nearby and they'll be like, yeah, it's just closed. And we'll be like, what do you mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll be like, what do you mean? And they'll be like, yeah, it's, it's just closed. Try again we'll in open a few it. hours. And we're like, well, is something wrong? And they're like, well, well, well we, we, we can't say. So uh, just try again in a few hours. Like they're shady about it. So something about they kind of just shady. Me weirdly. They're just kind of shady about like all ride breakdowns. I know, like, and I get that they don't want to overpromise like a time, and, and then it'd be like, "Well, you told me twenty minutes to come back." Right. But also, like, just say it's broken, or tell me what's broken with it. Like right. the screen's projector's not syncing up, or the the ride mechanical let, is like. Let me, as a non mechanic, identify like how long I would want to wait. If you tell me yeah. like, yeah, like our hydraulic presses are not available on this roller coaster right now, to me, like that's a huge factor of a roller coaster. So I'd be like, okay, that's ours. Yeah. Right. But if you right. tell me like, oh, the projector is just trying to reboot right now on Soren, okay, that's twenty minutes. I'll stand in yeah. line for that. Right. You or know? at least I know that like, okay, it, it could be probably twenty to thirty minutes to fix something like yeah. that versus like, yeah, the wheels aren't working on and aren't lifting up, <laughs> you know, whatever. Yeah. Because when we stood for test track for like an hour, because they're like, yeah, it's it's fine, it's gonna open, and then we heard like cars like zipping around, and we're like, oh yeah. shoot, like they're testing it, like it's good, and then they're like, attention. It'll be another four hours. And we're like, <laughs> yeah. All right. Or they're like, yeah, mechanics not on site yet. Why? Where are they? <laughs> what do you mean? The park's been what open do four hours. You don't have somebody here just <laughs> all the time. Don't you guys have like standby mechanics? Like, <laughs> I've played enough Roller Coaster Tycoon to know that I should have four or five mechanics wandering the park at all times. <laughs> right. <laughs> just drag and drop them, please. You can't just spawn a mechanic. <laughs> yeah, um, so something about Soren is just shady that, that it's like always closed and it doesn't have like a reason. But Test Track goes down in the middle of the day and it'll be like, yeah, sorry, it'll be 10 hours. And we're like, Jesus, yeah. the park's going to be closed by them. And they're like, yeah, yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's whatever. Like, okay. Yeah. Um, I yeah, put, right. for mine that breaks down the most, I put Frozen Ever After. Oh. So I feel like that is down too. And here's another thing. I don't understand how like Frozen and like Pirates are down a lot. Like it's a water ride. As in like <laughs> the current of the water just carries the boat. So like what part? Yeah. Like, then it goes water, into the – it must like, be the animal. Like water flows. Right. But like let's have plan B ready, you know? Let's yeah. do it. It must be like an animatronic – 
jaw is broken and just like not moving. Elsa's arms are like behind her back. Like, <laughs> yeah. The hydraulics are just her arms straight up in the air. <laughs> just doesn't match the scene. Oh my gosh. So that is a that's an interesting one too. I didn't think about that one. Yeah. And that there you have it. The three rides of Epcot. <laughs> <laughs> Are we are, for these superlatives? Are we including future rides or rides that we have not been uh, on? I have a future ride listed. Okay, all right. Just to keep that for in mind for my answers. Yeah, I do. Okay, so go for it. My superlative to you is: which country to you feels the most authentic? I like. And we the say this having never been to a single other country that's in Epcot. <laughs> <laughs> except for like mexico and we actually haven't even been to canada so yeah except for mexico we've been to mexico other than that we say this from never being there but which one do you feel is the most authentic um feel wise and i I, again i was like i love this question as if like you're right like we've experienced all them like in reality um i I think japan japan feels very authentic to me from Mm -hmm. architect from architecture to so like food, to like the drummers outside, the music, like to me, like yeah. Japan feels like the most like, okay, like I feel like if I walked into like a Budapest area of Japan, and I don't think Buda- mm-hmm. Budapest yeah. is like in <laughs> Japan, but like that is what I would see. If I walked into like a historical site of Japan, I would walk into the Epcot Pavilion. Like that's like how I pictured it. So for me, Japan would be the most authentic. Okay. I was similar. By the way, Budapest is in Hungary, but I just (laughs) (laughs) I know you mean the Buddha thing. Uh, For me, I think the most authentic. Yeah, the most authentic, and I'm basing this off of just the amount of detail, right? And I think I agree with you that the Asian countries are the most detailed. So I went with the Japan slash China pavilion, Mm -hmm. because I think that those structures and those uh, buildings are just very, very cool and highly detailed. And so I really yeah. enjoyed that. And the gardens outside of the China one are very pretty. So yeah. for me, that is my answer. And that's about as close, you know, to China as I have gotten. So that maybe <laughs> feels like the closest. Me as well. Um, okay. This is, not, I guess, not a superlative, um, but... Which country do you think needs an attraction the most? Mm. This is a good one. So I I feel like there are a few, right, that could really mm. have a pretty cool attraction here. I think that Italy might be one that Ooh. could really use an attraction. I think either a gondola type of experience which i know mexico also has a similar one inside their uh pyramid but i think there could be a gondola experience there i also think that there could be some sort of roman experience within the italy pavilion right when like the Colosseum or like a show like a gladiator type show i think yeah super super cool if they could bring like an indiana jones feel to a gladiator Colosseum roman type show within italy so that is my kind of off the top of the head immediate thought uh what do you think that's a good one 
I said Germany. I think Germany would be a cool one. Um, My immediate thought went to like Brave and like that movie and then pulling like a castle and like some like archery and some like horses and stuff like that. So for me, Germany was my off the cuff, off the top of the head. Um, But yeah, I think... I think they all could use one, but it's like, how well can you incorporate it? Like, I think France did well. Like, it makes sense um, mm-hmm. for them to use, like, Ratatouille there. But, like, I don't think any Disney movie takes place in Morocco, you know? So, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't like, really know how to incorporate Morocco to give it a ride. Um, yeah, it's it's definitely so, tougher. Yeah. All righty. All right. I like Next that one. How about this one? Which ride is most likely to be mistaken for a universal ride? <laughs> I like this one actually. Um, and this I is like where this for I... all the parks because it, it happens. Like I'll be talking to someone, and they'll be like, "Oh my god, I was on Space Mountain, and it was so awesome. Universal is the best." And my <laughs> eye starts twitching. I'm like, Ugh. "How'd you get but- that?" <laughs> but you got to remember that they maybe have went when they were five or six and they just have, you know, yeah. mixing it, mixing it up in their head. Right. Um, so for this one, I put guardians. I think mm. when guardians of the galaxy gets released, I think people are just going to be like, I've been on cosmic rewind. Like that was awesome. <laughs> that was right next to Seuss land. Yeah. I'd be like, no, <laughs> try again. It wasn't. Um, that's funny. Or like, oh. I didn't even think of that. I like that like, answer oh, like a lot. The Guardians and like the Hulk are right next to one another. Uh, it's not. So <laughs> yeah, we went right from Guardians <laughs> right to the Harry Potter uh, castle. No, you didn't. You yeah. drove at least thirty minutes, didn't? But yep. okay, you didn't. And <laughs> it's called Hogwarts. <laughs> so don't disrespect it's called both. Called Diagon parts, Alley, please. but try again. Okay, <laughs> yeah. please don't disrespect both. Yeah, no, but I think Guardians when that when that opens, I think that'll throw people off because I because Universal still owns the rights to some like Marvel, and then throw yeah. another Marvel into a Disney, that's gonna start to confuse some people. So mm-hmm. Guardians is my answer to that one. I love that answer, and I actually almost wish I thought of that answer because I agree with that more than my answer. But the <laughs> one that I, with <laughs> the one that I had initially wrote down was Soren. I just feel like it's a it's an iconic yeah. ride in the park and. It's definitely something that people remember going on when they were younger because they always go, oh, isn't there one called like flight or isn't there one called like <laughs> flying high or, or like, you know, they can they can never get it. But then they eventually when I'm like, yeah, Soren. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah. We went over all the point of interest <laughs> in the places. And I'm like, yeah, that's Soren. <laughs> and then they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was awesome. Like, <laughs> and then like you said, and then we went over to the Hulk and I'm like, no, you didn't do that. <laughs> As you said, oh, you drove 30 minutes in between. <laughs> it's the only way possible. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's actually There at least was a two-hour gap in between, but okay. <laughs> that's funny. So, yeah, mine is sore, and I just feel like that's the one that people mix up with their memories often. And, and if they were at Epcot, they would say, like, yeah, I did this, and then, you know, went over right. to a universal ride. That's a funny yeah, question. Right, I like right, that right. one. I like that one. I think we should answer that in a later episode for like all the all the parks. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay. What ride is most likely to not be worth the wait? Mm. Or yeah, yeah, what what what, what yeah, ride? I know what you mean. Which Thank which <laughs> which attraction? Which 
which ride <laughs> is not worth the wait. I think for me, the frozen ride is not worth the length of time that people wait for it. I think it's a really, really well done attraction. But I also think that when the line is up to almost two hours long, yeah. that is crazy for a boat ride. <laughs> so yeah, that is my immediate I response. I, I don't think there's enough. And not that you need thrill to warrant a wait, but that is just a tough justification for me when I go. You know, it's not my priority to like wait in that line every time for it because I right. know what I'm getting out of it isn't worth the two hours. So for me, that is not worth the wait. What about you? I said living with the land. Didn't even hesitate to write that out. Oh yeah. Um, and I could have said like figment too, but I those yeah. don't even like have too many weights. I guess living with the land does. Yeah, but it shouldn't. And that's the the thing. Um <laughs> yeah. I think I'm not gonna wait longer than like ten minutes for that. Yeah. And again, Spaceship it goes Earth back to in what there you too. said. Dude, I haven't done Spaceship Earth in years. And it's all, um, whenever we walk. But it goes back to park. what you just said. Like the time wait is not worth the thrill achieved. Yeah, the outcome. Yep. The outcome. Yeah. So, what were you saying about? Uh, no, I was just saying Spaceship Earth is kind of like a, a trap because it's like the first line you see when you enter the park. <laughs> Like and eight people steps who are into newer are like, oh my god, like we're at Epcot, we're here, we're finally doing it, you know, let's do the damn thing. And then they're going into <laughs> any line that they want to get into and they see like, oh, people are lining up for this one, it's long, it must be pretty good. And then they're in line for an hour and a half and then they get off and they're like, wow, it's already 12 o'clock. <laughs> wow. I, I have dinner reservations. Yeah. So I think that that one is probably misleading for many people, but nonetheless it's a very old attraction a very uh you know near and dear to many hearts so not I bashing agree, it just not worth the wait fair enough cool all right Go i am it. up on this next one brett which country do you feel is the most crowded whenever you're walking through it yeah um so i have two answers here again but I'm, I'm gonna let you say yours. I'm gonna say my first one. Yeah. Um, and my mine's gonna say Mexico. I think okay. it's it's the first country on the left hand side, and people like like get there and they're like okay, like we're in like the World Showcase, like let's stay here, let's go to the bar, let's go like inside, like let's just congregate here. Mm -hmm. Um. So I think that it's also like uh, immediately greeted by like a huge pyramid. So I think people will just like immediately like stop and just like watch, look at that. So I think for that reason, because it's the first, kind of like you said with like Spaceship Earth, that like it's the first thing that you see, so it just automatically gets like the the crowd there. Yeah. Yep. So you want me to answer you? now, or are you going to tell me your second? Yeah, one? yeah, no, no, I want you to answer. Okay. So funny enough, I also said my number one is Mexico, and I, okay. I just based on memory, that place just gets bottlenecked, and as you said, it's because it's either the first park or a first country you're entering or the last depending on the way that you go around the showcase right. and it seems like either if it's your last you're kind of just like walking slowly you're tired you're kind of getting through or you're excited and you're staying there and you're trying the margs you're trying the food you're going into the pyramid you know you're checking things out 
Right. So there's a lot of reason to like clash at that country. So I think that that is a big one. Um, I'll say my second one, and then you can tell me if your second one is similar. My second one is also Japan. I think that mm. from experience, whenever we go into Japan, it feels like the stores are very crowded. And maybe it's a store issue and like not enough aisle space. But I always feel like I'm doing the side like, oh, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, as I'm <laughs> trying to like cut through the store. So I think in my mind, Japan is just always a crowded one. And maybe because it's similar, it's like almost central. And then similar to our theory at the beginning, it's like two sides colliding at one point. Um, And I guess all countries are like that. But I feel like at the beginning and also central is kind of like big, like, I don't know, path points. So yeah, that is my thought. What was yours? I think Japan, my second one's France. And I think that's because of the new... One, the mm. gondola, like, station now and Ratatouille now. So I think that all just increasingly got more crowded. As you said, like, it's literally the middle of the World Showcase, too. So it's also a good, like, midpoint for people. Um, but going back to what you said about Japan, I think Japan's also just a deeper country. I yeah. don't know if it makes any sense, but it goes no, it way deeper than, like, Mexico. Like, Mexico is literally, like... You walk in there, you just have the bar on your right, and then you have, like, the pyramid, and that's it. And then you move on. Mm-hmm. Like, some other ones are very shallow. Like, Great Britain is literally, like, a three-foot, like, alley yeah, with it's a, a phone pub. booth. It's a pub yeah. and a phone booth. And it's like, okay, that's cool. But Japan, like, goes <laughs> super deep. You have, like, a whole, like, theater. Then you have, like, hibachi. You have mm-hmm. a bunch of stores. So it just goes, like, very deep. And I think it like, can just allow more people to be in there. So. Yep. Good analysis. Another, I like that. I agree. Thank you. Another little analytical part there. Um, my last question to you, just for time's sake for people, sure. um, would be what ride or location do you think has had the biggest glow up? And that's the 2021 term right there. Glow up, um, <laughs> is basically like best, like most improved, I guess. Yep. Most renovations or most improved. Um, yeah. for myself, I'm going to say that the biggest place, so it's down to two answers for me. Mm-hmm. My First thought is the future world area. I think mm-hmm. that that is in the process of getting a glow up. I think the addition of the Guardians is going to be excellent. And I think that the addition of Space 220 is excellent, right? So having those two there is a really, really cool addition to the to that future mm-hmm. world. And to really just give you more options to be immersed in that futuristic feel. Right. And of course, adding a thrill ride there is excellent. My second response is France, and I think that that the addition of Ratatouille and the outside of the restaurant there it looks very pretty with the fountain, and I really think that they nailed that look that they were going for. Like it's very similar to the concept art, mm-hmm. and so if I had to choose one, I would say that spa- the future world is very cool, and I think that, that would be my answer. Meaning, like I just appreciate the changes that they're making there. But I also want to give an honorable mention to France because the addition of the Ratatouille ride and the look of the entire uh, entrance to it, you know, really fits within that world and makes it really, really pretty. So those yeah. are my two answers. What do you think? So this is actually a really weird answer, I think. But mine is like the Epcot ball and the entrance. Mm. They used to have those like really tall slabs of like people's like faces and stuff. Like yep, they took yep. those out. Um, and now like the Epcot ball has a lot more like projections on it and it has like, it gets lit up differently. They use it a ton more just in like advertisements and like 
what they do with it at the end of the night. So I think for me, like that, because I always feel like their focal points of every park is like something that like they take a lot of pride in. I think they really upgraded Epcot to have like a good focal point again. Um, So, and just like the main entrance, I feel like it's way like more open now and stuff like that. So, because before you had like walk past all those slabs and you didn't really know what they were. They weren't really well like displayed or like defined. Like you just like saw like grainy pictures of people and you're like, are they dead? Are they alive? Are they, (laughs) did they get money? Graveyard? Oh my God. Yeah. What is this? Like, is this a memorial? Is this like people who gave money? Like what, like what's happening? So they're gone now, (laughs) which is fine. Um, so I, I like, I like Epcot and like its whole entrance now. That would be my glow up. I, I love that answer. And I think I totally agree that, you know, their addition of the lights on the ball and making it more of a standout structure yeah. versus just a great golf ball is very, very cool. Um, and exactly what it should be, because I agree with you, you know, it's a, it's a focal point, it's a center point and at night having it light up and being able to manipulate it a little bit. Right. Very cool addition without ruining you know, what it is and what it stands for, completely changing it. So that's a great answer. Thank you. And I think that's probably a really good spot to stop. Um, mm-hmm. And we can always come back to more superlatives. We can do like a, a Disney park wide superlatives. If you all like this episode, please let us know on whatever platform you listen on, whether that's Spotify, Apple Music, please be sure to leave us a rating. I'm on Instagram. Follow us on a Dose of Magic podcast on Instagram. Chat with us this week and let us know if you like this kind of episode, see if we can do it again in the future. And other than that, stay happy, stay healthy, smile more, and we will catch you next episode. Thanks, everyone.